And we're live, guys. Welcome back to Nerd to Know Media. Um, how are things, guys? How you been? Ah, doing good. Another another week of uh, existing in a quasi uh, quasi lockdown. So, just another week in paradise. Yeah, I think we're. And I'm back. He's back. <laughs> he lives. Uh, what a time! Did, to uh, tell me, did you forget to cl- plug in the LAN cable again? <laughs> no, I did not. No, no, I no, no, I did not. Um, oh. Guys, seriously, I was hearing. I'm like, they're freaking out. I'm like, just keep going. Just keep going. It's like, no, no, no. Go- no, we're, we're vamping. We're vamping. We're vamping. We're vamping. Yeah. It's all, good. all right, yeah. guys. So welcome. To- it's okay. called filling the air. <laughs> so we are. I think it's like I know. I think we're long overdue now to hit uh, season seven of the Simpsons. Yeah. Yes. So. We're on Phoenix FM. Thank you everybody yeah. for listening. Um, yeah. Of course, we are live on Twitch, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitter. Nerdtoknowmedia.com is how you can reach us. And this is going to be all Simpsons all the time because no one else showed up for the show. And no. we are, so we're just going to do it live and we're going to go for... <laughs> we're all so hey, very hey, tired. Hey, Dara, Dara, quick question yes. though. What, uh, what episode number are we on for Nerd to Know? We are on... 73 yay we're so close we're so close and I know that because we do show plans now yeah way so uh, yeah so that's why and the thing about it is the segment that I that I wanted to do where we go widely off topic we can't do because yeah. we've literally one thing on the show plan this week which is, <laughs> which is episode we have seven is one seven. aim we have one aim so I'm not allowed to talk about the news that came yeah. out but I'm going to do it anyway so news came out that Doom from Doomcock that it looks like Kathleen Kennedy is not only gone from Star Wars but George Lucas is coming back. Let him out the room. And I <laughs> hope that's not a lie because if it's a lie, I'll be very upset. But, <laughs> you know, think about it, guys. We could have George. Lu- so breaks down as George Lucas being the head of Lucasfilm, uh, Dave Filoni looking after movies and mm. then Jen, uh, Favreau looking after TV for Disney Plus that's the rumour take it or leave it but yeah. I, I think it's true because Doomcock is always right so as long as I get more Mandalorian yeah. I'm happy enough <laughs> yeah more Star Wars Rebels are things like Star Wars Rebels is always good well, look I'm not uh, someone I'm not someone who hates on Kathleen Kennedy but I think she just didn't know what Star Wars was so it's like hey you know Fair enough. Yeah. You know, it's just uh, let, let give the toys back to George and let him fix it. And then, yeah. you know. well, what I, my my feelings on this is that like my favorite things done in Star Wars, George Lucas was nowhere near. So, to me, this is the equivalent of hearing that uh, Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff are taking over a wrestling show Hold again. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. So, hold on a second. Listen, the thing about Lucas is, according to this, he wouldn't actually be making anything. He'd just be signing off on things. And Lucas always signed off on the EU stuff. Yeah, uh, okay. That's yeah, that's 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 that's, that, that's better. That's kind of the thing, though. It just it seems like Lucas signed off on everything. No, yeah. no, no, not everything. Not everything. He didn't let he didn't let changes to the original canon happen. Yeah, you know, he, he didn't destroy the characters, which I would argue has kind of been done to a lot of them. But apparently, according to the deal, one Kathleen Kennedy is gone. Two, they're never allowed to touch the original movies ever again three it, he's going to make he's going to make his own sequel trilogy which fair um, okay and uh yeah that that's apparently the deal so mm. if that happens and the reason why is because apparently they um 
the executives at Disney saw the Lucas cut and they freaked out by how good it was compared to the the movie uh, that we got. So um, look, take it with a massive hey, grain was of this, salt. Was it was this his cut or was it the one that his wife did? Doesn't matter. <laughs> but his ex-wife now, not his current. His wife. ex-wife, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but look, I would say I would tend to put some stock into this because the, Star Wars is a dead brand. As somebody um, who is literally surrounded by <laughs> Star Wars uh, memorabilia, yeah. uh, it's in, a dead brand. Entombed Ent- in Star Wars mirror, <laughs> in uh, Star Wars mirror memorabilia, cocooned. you might say. Uh, it's just like it, it's one of those things that um, you know they haven't really got any other play at this point. So. Uh, Let's see what happens, but um, yeah, check out Doomcock um, Overlord DVD. Some people don't like him. I think he's great. Um, he's never really been wrong, so uh, do check that out. I'll leave a link in the chat because I won't leave it in the description below because I never do. So I'm going to pop it in the chat now for everybody um, so they can watch it for themselves. But yeah, let's get to it. I'm being good and I want to plug um, a show that went up a couple of minutes ago. Myself and Dave Stevens did the rewind today. Uh, we talked about Slammiversary and it was uh, Brent you'd love it it was all TNA yeah I heard that it was like a classic uh, I heard about all the news that happened at T- uh, with, T- with uh, TNA Slammiversary yep. and it, it just I mean I, I saw people kind of I saw people saw some negative criticism of it in the sense that they were going well like it's just a bunch of ex-WWE guys coming over again and I'm like yeah but it, you know let TNA have fun yeah, that, it's had it's had a rough life. <laughs> it had a rough life. You know? It did have a rough life, and you know what? You know? I had a really good time watching the show, um, and yeah, it was much better than the re- the other WWE, the other wrestling show, the WWE show that we got, which yeah. was quite possibly one of the worst things I've ever seen in general. Yeah, ever. I, yeah, so, again. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad. I I get a piece to get. Like I kind of piece together uh, WWE news. Like uh, Grandpa pieced together history <laughs> from back <laughs> so, packets. That's kind of how I'm doing it now, and I'm having a much better time. So yeah, no, I recommend doing. I recommend doing that. No, it's, it's fair. Not- uh, sorry, Kev, for going off on the wrestling topic, um, but I'd be, just gonna I'd be just right. waiting for Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah I, so... I I heard that Ray Mysterio got got done like Lenny, and he got things in his eye that he wasn't supposed to. So <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's put this into context here, Kev. Right, there was a match on a mainstream wrestling show where the object was to was to literally pull out the eye of another person. Yeah, it's as bad as it sounds. Like, okay, I know that. Uh... Vince McMahon has no regard for for safety. I still feel like that's against the rules. <laughs> no, 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 and then they chickened out and they mm. did it in the worst possible way. And then they shot a horror movie to finish it. It was not a good night. It was not a good experience. To Wait, watch was that, that the? I did. Was that the John Cena match? No, no, the John Cena mm. match was actually good. Yeah, because I heard about that. That first day of my bowl. <laughs> no, Dara, hang on, hang on a second. Can you repeat that again, please? I've, I haven't heard this phrase in, in my entire time being around Dara. Can you say that again, if we're, if please? We're, if we're talking about the 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 match at WrestleMania with Bray Wyatt and John Cena, yes, it was very yeah. good. I loved it. Yeah, it's just very rare that you like a John Cena match. Well, that's because yeah. it was what it was. You know, I, I will give credit where credit is due, and they they knocked it out of the park. But uh, yeah, if you guys want to check out that, um, it's it's it will be uploaded on the other channel soon. But it's up now on Twitch and it's also on YouTube. So do check it out. We have a lot of fun there. Right, yeah. Simpsons, lads. Yeah. 
Straight in, no kissing. Straight in, no kissing, that's it. I have (laughs) no idea where you guys left off with Who Shot Mr. Burns Part 1. Well, okay. We liked it. We liked it, Lisa did. The two two of us liked it. (laughs) Yeah, Lisa didn't. She hated it. So, um, yeah, that's where we left off. Okay, I guess for context, I liked it too. (laughs) There we go. And I'm willing to bet that Lisa hates this too. So it's like, okay, fair. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I think of the two parts, this is definitely the weaker section. I don't uh, know. This one, this one has, you know, it's just an extended Twin Peaks reference, yeah. and I love yeah. it. Now, I will say, before I saw Twin Peaks or knew what <laughs> Twin Peaks was, I yeah. didn't like it. Yeah. But as as an adult, but, uh, I, uh, if you, if you take away the Twin Peaks reference, is it's very it, weak. It's not. It's not the be- like. I mean, one of the one of the better jokes that isn't the Twin Peaks reference in it is when uh, when they pull da- when they go and pull down the sun blocker, and they're like, "What town did we just crush?" I was like, "Shelbyville, yay!" <laughs> but it, like, it, it, it's one of the points in, in the Simpsons where Shelbyville kind of moves around a bit, right? Because yeah. like Shelbyville is not supposed to be on a hill; it's supposed to be beside the lemon tree. Mm-hmm. So it's like, which was on top of a hill. Yeah. So it's like, maybe who apparently Springfield and Shelbyville are surprisingly mountainous regions. Yeah, it's just yeah. And sometimes, well, there is a gorge. There is a gorge in Springfield. So. Yeah, and also you can bribe city officials, uh, as we yeah. learned in the ad for The Simpsons, which is yeah. um, a misspelled film Simpsons. Says yeah. film uh, Springfield. Yeah. So look, I will have to say right. So we said this. I said this a few times that well, season six is probably my favorite season of The Simpsons. I would say that it probably still is. Um, mm. But season seven does have a couple of my favorite episodes in it, and it would tie almost for the best yeah. episodes. Almost the, qu- the quintessential Simpsons episodes are here. I think of I, of this kind of golden streak of like seeds from about five through five through eight, five through nine. I think this is so far one of the weaker ones for me, dude. It has king that's, size Homer in it. That's the thing, and then, like I'm and not it saying has, that it's, and it has I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying in comparison. Arc- Two, if we're talking about, if we're talking about like the golden period yeah. specifically, yeah, yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. Like, in 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 this stretch of seasons, I think so far this is the one where I haven't felt it as much, and this is considering I've already watched a couple of episodes of season the, eight, and yeah. I love those like the first three episodes of season eight are some of my favorites. Yeah, I'd be yeah. I'd, I'd be I'd be about the same. Where I think I think this season, uh, I think this season starts off. A lot stronger than it finishes, yeah. which is also a running trend in The Simpsons. It seems where it's, uh, it seems to start off a bit stronger than it finishes. It's weird, but... right? So you like a season? Eight, see, it's weird because I kind of confuse season eight and season seven as well because I think they had the mm. same writers. Yeah, so it's kind of like compared to season six, where you have you have like a clear true line where it's like this feels. I think season seven and season eight are kind of like the same almost, but then mm. season nine happens and you start to see the decline. Very quickly. Mm. Very well, quickly. I I think there's like a noticeable um, there's a noticeable lack of sharpness once you get to season nine. Yeah. Um, and I I think it, I I think the weaknesses of it show through a little bit this season and next season. But again, we are talking primarily about some of the best seasons of The Simpsons. So when we're bringing up uh, negatives, they are primarily like the noteworthy negatives, and yeah. then the rest of it's pretty good or pretty it's, strong. It's rarely that when so, we're criticizing it, it's bad. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's just that it's 
not as good yeah. as like the absolute because yeah. like yeah okay it, and, it, like it, passing it, from it, huge office experience around to radioactive man yeah that's a great episode like, that's an incredible episode yeah like you're we're basically like going well this is an a minus not an a plus yeah you know like that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of a lot what a lot of what happens with these seasons i think like um yeah like i mean radioactive man is stellar it's mm. so good from start to finish it's it, a I, very it's my favorite episode of the simpsons Mm. And the reason why is, I I think it's just you know it wasn't initially, but I think it's just because you know, it's been quoted so much, and as I said, you know yourself, myself, we've we were extras, Bryn, for yep. a long time, um, so you know yourself. Just there's so much stuff there that you're like, this is just true. This is just how it is. Yep. You know, it's, it's just, also it, funny how it's kind of been recontextualized now since the superhero blockbuster has become a big thing because back when this was back when this came out like superhero movies were a bum rush like well there was well, one no. of those things where no, at no, the no, time no. superhero superhero films at the time were like uh it was kind of like a crapshoot you didn't really yeah. know yeah. what you're going to get you didn't know what you're going to get yeah so hold on this one's the superhero films because what this was this was like 97 96 96 so we're talking batman forever is kind of like the benchmark yeah so like (laughs) well hold on i'd say the highest i'm gonna say blade 2 came out around that time blade 2 was way later yeah 1998 was uh blade one yeah so so all right so i'm gonna put this in the context for you right so in 1990 was forever right 1999 uh, sorry 1999 was Batman Forever Judge Dredd and Darkman 2 right <laughs> 1996 was the Phantom Darkman 3 and Barbed Wire oh 1997 was Steel Spawn <laughs> and Turbo a Power Rangers movie and and Batman and Robin no that was 1998 no it was 1997 really yes like I'm way out of touch because this was a great like. I moved to Cork in '97. I, I watched it in Cork. It was absolutely '97. Okay, I, I, I could have sworn you're right. It I, was, yeah, it was. Um, I could have sworn Spawn was earlier. And it was no. June too. I don't know. Like Google, that's, Google lied to me. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't take responsibility. That, for that. <laughs> that seems no. I'm no. I'm talking about the quality of Spawn. Spawn seems like it should have been. It does. That seems too late for Spawn. Yeah. Well, again, it it really highlights how bad the effects in Spawn are. And how how small the budget was. But what I think about this is right. I think what they were really trying to do here, they weren't talking about, they weren't talking about movies of that time period because obviously, literally, the movie that they didn't want to make in Radioactive Man, they made a year later in Batman and Robin. We want to stay, yeah, basically. But we want to stay as far away from the campy sixties or seventies version. And then they literally made the campy sixties version of Batman. So I think this was they were trying to recontextualize it as a or t- contextualized at the time as a play on what um, the original Batman was with what's your man's face Michael Keaton you know who oh Adam West it? who directed it Burton. Burton Tim Burton Tim Burton thank you what Tim Burton did and that's kind of the vibe you get off them you know where Homer's little diatribe didn't you direct this oh that sucked they only saw it to get married in the sack you know mm. it's loads of those little barbs that you can see how resistant they were to uh, superhero movies but what's interesting about it is there is a really good series that comes out an episode that comes out in a later series Homer loses a lot of weight to play Everyman 
Oh yeah. And it's a comic book and Seth Rogen's in it and stuff like that. It's actually really good and it's it is kind of like the sequel to this to this um episode placed in modern day after the superhero boom. So I would really recommend that if you haven't actually seen that one. See the one just like one kind of note is with the acid spill scene goggles they do nothing. I I don't know why it was the connection was made in my brain, but I got reminded of the whole uh thing that happened during the Dark Knight filming where they flipped the truck at the IMAX camera smash. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just, I just find it funny how like, you know, so many years apart there's just a link like that. Yeah, I that, that's a connecting for me. Though. Yeah. I, I think that's just one of those things where like because I think they were like that like it was really getting to that point with those kind of films where they were really uh testing the limits of how expensive they could make individual scenes. Because like this was around the remember around the time of this, there was also like a ton of of disaster movies coming out. Like we had uh, oh, yeah. Dante's Peak, Dante's Peak, Deep uh, Impact, Volca- was the same movie, Volcano. <laughs> yeah, there was no uh, Deep Impact was the oh, yeah. was, uh, was the, a comet. The comet, but You're no, thinking of Volcano. Was, there was Volcano and Dante's Peak yeah, came out at the same time. The Impact, Armageddon, yeah, Armageddon the, and Deep Impact were Armageddon. Who was in that? That was Bruce the one Willis. with uh, Bruce Willis and the Aerosmith oh, yeah, song. Yeah, 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 that's the one. You're right. Yeah. yeah. I don't know, man. Disaster movies were a weird thing in the '90s, which I'm glad we don't do anymore. Yeah, don't do anymore. <laughs> the rocks. The rock keeps doing them. Hold on a minute. Yeah. That's the rock. That's just the rock making the rock movies. Anyone, yeah. <laughs> it's not like anyone goes to see them. Now I went to go see Skyscraper and had a great time, but still, it, you know, it's you're only him watching... that does them. It's just him, yeah. just there doing things in China for yeah. some reason. Yeah, you got to appeal to the market. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, that's why. The, but, the know, only so. market that uh, the Western uh, corporations seem to care about. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, but anyway. What human like... rights violations? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. speaking of human rights violations, let's, let's talk about Home Sweet uh, Home, sweet home di- uh, Dumb Diddly Doodly. <laughs> this one has such a slow burn. has one of the slowest yeah. burns ever. And then when it kicks in, it just gets hilarious. Until mm. the end of I don't like the ending of it. And I know Lisa's screaming at her radio going, but it's so sweet. And I'm like, that's why I hate it. So yeah. I just don't like it. I, My black I, heart know, just doesn't yeah. like it. Yeah, but at the same time, though, it does have one of the best uh, Homer moments in the entire season where he, where he's going to find Flanders. I have to think like Flanders. I'm a big fluoride, la- fluoride lamo, and I wear the same stupid sweater every day. The Springfield River. Like... It's just so great. It's it's one that's kind of like that's for me sits in the nineties because the idea of not being Christian was so strange to people that mm. they just like they they had to make a big thing it's like oh no you have to be baptized and it's just funny to kind of think back on that now when yeah it's it's not a big thing yeah well unless I mean, you're really in the Christian spheres. Yeah, well, it's it's increasingly going that way now that like mm. people don't seem to care about it as much. Even though, like, I mean, we still live in a country where, you know, depending on where you live, you have to get your kid baptized to let them go to school. So you know, yeah. <laughs> like it's getting there, but like it's not so yeah. societally kind of prevalent. Yeah, it's culturally you know, prevalent, societally still kind of there. Yeah. Like our yeah, our secularism is like Irish rail. It's not there yet, but it's getting there. <laughs> like, but nobody's trying. <laughs> and, yeah, but yeah, like much. overall, like I, I, it's not one of my favorites. It's got some yeah. pretty good moments, 
Yeah. Like, uh, was it was it this one? I, I I'm getting mixed up now. Where it could have been another find as well. But yeah. So, yeah, where it's the Todd and, Todd and Rod singing, bringing in the sheaves. <laughs> um, was that one, or was that the one where Bart was a kid? I think that's the one where the, where uh, Bart was the kid. The, in this okay. one, they were they had like their own little newspaper press. And, <laughs> and breaking uh, news: Bart... Todd stinks. Oh God, I knew that already. <laughs> Do you have a reliable source for this? <laughs> so good. Like, okay, it's 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 all right. I like. There's yeah. other like there is other bet much better episodes. Oh, yeah. Like uh, it... following straight on to Bart's yeah. soul. Yeah. And Bartels, see the thing is, like, I'm not a big fan of Bartels at all. Um, it has yeah. brilliant moments in it, but it's not an episode I relish watching all that much. Like, um, I love the in the Garden of Eden bit at the beginning. It's so, so sorry, good. guys. I had to get my. Yeah. I was too far away from my copy of the Fountainhead. I had to bring it. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> gotta keep it close um, to your gotta heart. Keep it close. Gotta keep it close. <laughs> but um you know like i love uh, the i love the how it opens up with uh going and uh, now we're going to sing the hymn in the garden of even eden by, by Iron Ron Butterfly. <laughs> but like i didn't it's... get that as a kid and yeah. then my dad explained it to me oh I'm god like, oh, no okay. yeah. no like, i it... didn't know 20 minutes 70s prog songs when i was no. 10. exactly it's just my dad but... loves stuff from the 70s so uh yeah. he was he, he was more than happy to explain it to me but this is kind of stuff you know where you watch it as a kid and then there's so much to unpack i think this is why mm. he, this is why this era of the simpsons is so good because you can watch it hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times and still find something that you're like, oh, I never noticed that before. Yeah, like I, I was just saying there, like this is like there's like this is one of the episodes I'm not crazy about from this season, but I would say like even saying that like there are two like there are a couple of bits that I do love from it. Like I love and the Iron Iron but, Butterfly bit. I love he's back in Pog form. See, here's the thing. <laughs> what I will say about season seven, right? While I do agree, it's not the strongest one, but it's the mm. one that was played ad nauseum on the, TV when yeah. you're grown up which is why when you go to rock bottom Irish Simpsons oh. fans or any of the other ones um, mm. they will quote mainly from season 7 all the memes come from season 7 because they yeah. love themselves from season 7 yeah and um, yeah I mean there's there's not a huge amount in this this episode that I was that I'm crazy about but are there any other moments you guys can think of that you enjoyed uh, yeah. I don't know the 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 little bit of the uh, of the automatic door not opening that tickles me. That's... Yeah. <laughs> the, 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 oh, the the bike, where it's like the bike. Yeah, coming, you know where it's like he's, he's running after her and the bike runs over him and it sees somehow fine and then it falls apart and he laughs and it goes down through the thing. Or or even the... just him eating the piece of paper. It's like nah, yeah. Bart. I think a soul is just something that you have and you just have to believe that you have. And he's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, well, to be I just fair, remember... you know, I remember that bit always stuck with me as a kid. I'm like, is that how it's done? <laughs> and I still have never got an I... answer for it. So guys, yeah. let us know. It's it's how not. Can... It's it's literally not. It's not how it's done. Um, <laughs> well, here's the thing. It's like I, you know, I think uh, with Lisa, they are kind of telling you, "Hey, look, it's just." And he's just like, "No, no, no, no." It's like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Let's see what Ayn Rand has to say uh, about the song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whatever, yeah. whatever. Ayn Rand has to say whatever floats your boat. Yeah. That's fair. Oh yeah, I I just remember another moment that I love from it where he's going looking for Millhouse, yes. and the guy comes out with the big visor on, and he's just like, "The one you call Millhouse <laughs> is gone." <laughs> well, it's weird. Is that the first appearance of the Hey Pally guy? 
Because I think it is. Um, I think, he, you know, I don't think it is, but I wouldn't be surprised if it is. Yeah, because it, it just seems like it was a throwaway thing. Probably kind of as probably as a speaking role. He could have been a background character, like background probably. design for all. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because, like, in, you know, the we haven't got... Did we get to the Stonecutters? Have we done the Stonecutters? Yeah. Yeah, that would have been last season. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking that guy would have been... Uh, he he, your the mechanic was kind of like the prototype of that character, so yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if this was his first appearance of that. Yeah. Um, Lisa the vegetarian. What do we think? Um, good story. Less good jokes. This kind of does have, yeah. Does have Ver- two Ver- one of the like does have two of the most classic Simpsons moments though. To be fair, can't go for it. Uh, I was gonna say very good message at the end of. Yeah. You can, you know, you can have your own beliefs. Just don't try to push them onto other people. Um, yeah. And yeah, but pretty, pretty joke like, except for the Paul McCartney stuff. Literally, I only, objectivism. I only got that recently. <laughs> that's very funny. Yeah, literally, the, that's, that's the, the whole thing of objectivism. The Hindi, yeah. yeah, the Hindi Sergeant Pepper cover <laughs> gets me every time. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I, I love it. It's weird the way this this episode is is structured right because you have a really strong A plot there's not really a B plot in this one except for the clone the cl- where he tries to freeze himself oh yeah um but that where Jasper tries to freeze himself but that's it yeah. like, it, it, this is like one of the first time because even like the B the C plot which would be the barbecue it still ties into Lisa's overall journey to this mm. so Bart no I'm right here mom I mean Lisa no <laughs> Um, uh, it has that great Mr. Bur- Burns moment where he's like, I think I'll give money to the children's hospital. When when kids fly. <laughs> I think I'd keep on to the money. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I obviously it has the you know, Billy you know, don't you know don't kid yourself, Billy, if a cow could eat you, <laughs> it, it, it would. Um, and then it has I, the you know, it's just a little airport and it's still good, it's still good, it's gone, Dad. You know, that whole sequence. <laughs> alone justifies this episode in the pantheon mm. I, I love the diagram they have for the food train where it's just every animal attacks humans that's like every animal attacks humans oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good Treehouse of Horror yeah this one sticks with me uh, because my dad was a big fan of this one so he just loved it and he used to like cut bits of it for our show so it's, stick the, with- it's the surrealism of the 3D homer that just has some implanted its way in my brain. Yeah, it's the mo- it's one of the most like even though it's a weak segment, it's still very memorable because it has one of the weirdest endings because it's like he's in the real world. Although no, it, in in high like in rewatch, it has probably one of my favorite jokes at least in that ep- in that episode of like man, it looks like you're just oh god, what was it? It was like it was something about how expensive the scene was. <laughs> Oh, um, oh, I can't feel, remember the exact wording. I, th- I think it was something like, I, it's like, I feel like I'm spending a, a dollar a minute just standing here. <laughs> something like that. Well, here's... Which, like, yeah, no, it was a crazy expensive thing to do at the time. Well, yeah. here's some here's some trivia on that, right? An edited version of Homer uh, Cubed would appear alongside... Uh, sorry, would appear along several other uh, shorts in the 2000 American 3D animated anthology film Cyberworld. Which is shown in the IMAX and IMAX 3D. So this was a thing that they yeah. actually did. Uh, basically, uh, F- Flig shows the audience Cyberworld, a futuristic museum of infinite possibilities. Who the hell is Flig? 
I don't know. That's what the character is. But here's where, <laughs> but here's what the segments were, right? So basically, it would set up where it would uh, three computer bugs buzzed, wire, and frazzled create a black hole, which is similar to the plot of Homer Cubed, and um, it would open up to different segments, right? So here's the segments that were included in this movie: the dance sequence from Ants, the animated feature, which nobody remembers. Yeah. The CG parts from Homer Cubed. The music video Liberation from the Pet Shop Boys. Oh wow. Monkey Brain Su- Monkey Brain Sushi, a short film created by Sony. Kragen, Adventures of the Future Ocean, a short film created by X Machina. Joe Fly, a short film created by Spans and Partner. Flipbook and Water City Fall, a short film created by Shayusi Karigi. Sorry, terrible, terrible Japanese. And tonight's performance, a short film created by Rez Eight. So I don't know what any of that is, but it, it just sounds like a portfolio. <laughs> yeah. But this was a thing that was shot. So while it was expensive, they probably made their money back. So fair play, fair play. Yeah. yeah this, this, oh, I mean, apparently, I the... Apparently, apparently it wasn't very good. It only got fifty-five out of Rotten Tomatoes. So I wouldn't recommend watching it. Cause... It's, it's probably one of these things where they just just kind of show off the new tech, the new three D technology. Yeah, it looks like it's a, kind of like a tech like, demo. Yeah, like a, or a tech demo or a scissor reel kind of combined together. Mm. Like when when it sounds like the most uh, expensive and well edited sequence in it is the dance scene from Ants. <laughs> it's not yeah. a great look. <laughs> No, it's not a great look. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. but this this series, uh, sorry, this this Treehouse of Horror starts off with probably one of the best ones, the Nightmare on Elm Street par- uh, parody, yeah. which is absolutely phenomenal. It's so good, so good. Um, the actual Homer Cubed was inspired by a Twilight Zone episode. Surprise, surprise. Um, mm. And then what was the second segment? The second, the, 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 the big mascots come to life. Yeah, yeah. 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 Which again, great. not it was pretty great. Uh, the the best part for for me was they'll stop they stop moving when you stop paying ads attention. Yeah, I love that. And then getting Paul Anka to come in and do a song oh, at the end. again. I didn't <laughs> know who Paul Anka was, so that was yeah. that was fun for me uh, as an adult to kind of figure that out. I, I still have no idea who Paul Anka is. He, he's he's pretty much like a, a famous hype band singer. Um, I kind of picked up on it. I just have no no frame of reference. But here's the thing: uh, when he guest starred himself, right, he'd actually wrote a letter of appreciation for being mentioned in an earlier episode of Simpsons. <laughs> so that's why he brought him in because they're like, "Oh, cool, come on in, man." You know. I guess you you'll like this. <laughs> yeah, you'll like this. You'll enjoy this. So that's why he got on it. So there you go. Next one, lads. One of my favorite episodes of Simpsons: oh. King Size Homer. Which yeah, oh, that's Raspberry. Which is surprisingly relevant in this virus world. Uh, where even works from home, mostly. Yeah, I wonder if you could still. I uh, wonder if they sold out of those uh, tipping birds. You know what? <laughs> would be really handy. <laughs> would be really handy. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody give me a tab. A tab. <laughs> where's my tab? Um, uh, the any key. Where's, where's the, the any key? key? To be fair, though, it's when you work in IT, it's scary how real that is. Oh, like oh, back stop. in back in college, that was just a regular running joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, and and now I have to deal with the customer saying that to yeah, me. Same. It happens. How do I turn yeah. the computer on? Oh Jesus! Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fun times. Fun time. What's, what's your job title again? 
Security engineer. Oh dear. <laughs> Head of security. Oh Jesus. <laughs> good times. Good times. Uh, um, but look, I love this one. I think this one has aged extremely well because it's weird. Even though it's what twenty years ago, twenty five years ago, yeah. it's still so relevant. It's so on point. The only thing that takes away from it is if this happened now, Homer could just ring Mar- ring the plant and go, hey. You know, ring the cell phone. I know he rings the plant and no one answers, mm. but everyone has their cell phone on them, so that was it. But mm. that's the only thing. And obviously, the workstation you use, and to be fair, it looks like a pretty nice Unix terminal. But, um, <laughs> you know, I'd love that, to be fair. But, it's, just, um, it's, just, it's, just running, it's just running XP. It's chill. Yeah, it's fine. Yep. Um, and I think, like, what I, what I kind of like about it is it, it's making jokes about obesity while not poking fun at obesity. It's not punching down. It, it's yeah, not, it's it, not, doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, like, but again, because I, I think one of the things that helps it is that, like, you know, at no point does it go, uh, at no point does it actually like, like characters make fun of Homer for being for being obese, but at no point are you joining in on it. Like you're going like, like in the frame of them, fair. in the frame of them kind of criticizing Homer. It's because he is literally gaining about a hundred pounds yeah. specifically to it, take it, yeah. to to take advantage of disability. The way it's framed is. This whole thing is wrong. Yeah. Homer has cheated the system and the universe is punishing him for it. Yeah. So that's the way I always saw it. I wasn't like, oh, hey, look, he's obese because of whatever. It's he's He purposely did this so yeah. he could stay at home. And yeah. he was helped by unscrupulous doctor and Dr. <laughs> Nick, which is phenomenal. And by the way, in mm. Tanks' episode, I learned that if you rub something on it and it goes clear that's mm-hmm. how you know so you know th- this is building up my my background yeah. as to why I trusted the Simpsons for so long with, with yeah, I'll, I'll never forget my, bio- my biology teacher in secondary school actually doing it and going no the Simpsons was right about this see that's the thing. See? that's the thing they actually <laughs> set up things that you would follow so when Mark Hamill shows up as that yeah. singing Guys and Dolls and I thought that was in the same thing. And then I ended up in Guys and Dolls. You feel and it wasn't to. I was lied to. So yeah. it's like, you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, very good. I love this episode. I think it's great. The best one is, oh, that's Raspberry. <laughs> as, as in your background. <laughs> yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, My dad is in some, cra- some crazed uh, food maniac. He's like, it's very nice. Hey, you're going to have to help me have a big background. You're going to have to have It's okay, buddy. It's okay. Take whatever you want. Everyone's got to die. I got to be this. Everyone's gonna be in trouble, especially me. (laughs) (laughs) Also, a a good line that we used to say a lot as kids and teenagers and adults was, um, "Oh no, Paul Newman's going to have my legs broke." (laughs) At the time, we didn't know who Paul Newman was, but it's funnier now that you do know who it is. (laughs) Like it would just be like I never forget the context. We're in school and someone would drop a pen or whatever. Like oh no, Paul Newman's gonna have my legs broke. It's just fantastic, and we just be crying in the back. It was literally random Simpsons references from around this period and Yu-Gi-Oh jokes. That's yeah. how cool we were in sixth year, guys. So yeah, you know. fascinating. Yeah, it's, 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 oh my god, sixth year is cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. But yeah, and then then there's Mother Simpson, which is I like yeah, it. I really like Mother Simpson. Really like. I it. like bits of it. Yeah, I like bits of it. I like the setup. I like the conceit. I like the discovery. I mm. think if this had been the only one, I would like it a lot more. But they go back to it again and again, mm. and it gets worse and worse and worse. So I think yeah. this suffers from 
overexposure and uh, being watered down in later 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 seasons. Yeah. Yeah, like but, it's, I mean, it's not quite as laugh a minute as most of the other episodes, like in this season. But I think it 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 fleshes out the world and the characters and the context enough that I think it makes up for it. And I, I just I love when Grandpa is like telling her off, yeah. and he's going, you know, he's just going like, "You left me to raise the boy alone, and I will never ever forgive you." Can we have sex? Can we have sex, <laughs> please. No, my favorite one is it's in the same sequence where uh, Mona sees uh, Abe for the first time. And he's just, she's just like, well, Abe, you've aged terribly. And it's just, it's so, it feels so real. That's what I like about it. It's like, these are actual people. They're not yeah. characters. You know what I mean? And yeah, that's what I, like I, about I, it, I think this has probably got some of my favorite Grandpa Simpsons moments. Yeah. Now that I think about it, yeah. like uh, it's that when he's trying to stall the agents from tracking down Mona, I'm he's the like, wait, baby. wait, I am the limber baby. <laughs> 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 I want my fly fly dada. <laughs> Again, I didn't know who the limber baby was. Funnier after I found out. Always. Oh, Definitely also, worth a rewatch. Yeah. <laughs> also, funnier when I understood the when I understood what, what they were saying when they went like, uh, it's like, are you trying to stall us, or are you just senile? Yeah. He's like, well, a little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> also, uh, when you play, you know, Flight of the Valkyries to come in as Waterloo, it's, <laughs> it's just fantastic. It's so good. Because one, the yeah. Flight of the Valkyries is 100% what Burns would play <laughs> in a tank, because yeah. why not? But then the and fact yes, that Smithers would take over it with Waterloo. fucking Abba. Yeah, it's like, well, that's just brilliant. It's, it makes sense, right? It's so good. It's it's brilliant. Uh, it all works. I think my favorite joke in it is uh, Chief Wakeham's asthma. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Listen to me, please. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, next one is Socho Bob's Last Gleaming. So this was the mm. one where they have the air show. Favorite bit in it is when they're actually watching the air. Well, one, uh, Socho Bob sets up that they're going to play Rocky Like a Hurricane, and they do, and it's just hilarious. Yeah. But then the fact that it's like, you know, really like kite music. And Marge's like, mm. why did he have to play that rock music so loud in a flyer to her hair? Yeah. Brilliant. Which, Brilliant. side note, have you ever actually tried to listen to the lyrics of Rocky Like a Hurricane? Yes. It is nonsense. Of course it is. It is nonsensical jargon. Yeah. Well, you know what? If, if like, Rocky Like a Hurricane, if that doesn't tell you that it's going to be nonsensical... Yeah. It's, oh, it's no even by really. even by the standards of what you'd expect from like yeah. 80s rock. It's like cherry pie. They wrote yeah. it on the back of a pizza box in 10 Hey, minutes. at least cherry pie gets a message across. <laughs> <laughs> a bad message, but a message. <laughs> well, eruption. No, not eruption. Uh, final countdown. Like, mm. absolute gibberish. And nobody knows the lyrics except for the chorus. So, yep. there you go. You know, it just was what it was. Okay, hold on. We just got a we just got a, a, a chat here from Cause Dudes Films reacts. Hi dudes, how's the stream going? Very well. What do you think about The Simpsons? Did you like season seven? Because uh, that's what we're talking. Thumbs about. up. Yeah. Thumbs down. No, exactly. Um, the um, yeah. I think overall, Sideshow Bob's Last Gleaming is a pretty good episode. Pretty good episode. I think out of the first bunch of uh, the early bunch of Sideshow Bob episodes, it probably was my least favorite. But it still definitely has its moments, like when he speaks in the yeah. yeah. <laughs> Soon the world will tremble. <laughs> but what's funny about that is, it's like you don't really notice it the first watch. Mm. And then when you go back, you're like, oh, well, he actually, that was really clever. He was yeah. speaking with, with helium. helium. Yeah. Very good. Very, like, excellent writing. Excellent writing. 
I, I do like the, uh, the the kind of the mind games of him playing with the admiral and just kind of learning that it, again. It's funny to see how his brain ticks as as he learns the names and writes them down and then jumps out the window and then goes and dupes the uh, the officers <laughs> with the exact insults that that southern lieutenant had. I love how he stammered as well as he was trying as he was trying to repeat them because he found them so distasteful. <laughs> it's like, uh, well, I'll rip you up like a Kleenex and a. <laughs> Not <laughs> <laughs> It's brilliant. It's all good. But what, what's like, great, he's he's easily the best part. He's always the best part of his episodes. Oh, like, but, that's, but, but totally. it, just, it just shows you how intelligent he is and how much work he puts into his schemes. You know, yeah. it's, it's brilliant. The next episode is where we start seeing a bit of uh, a bit of drop, and it's the the hundred and thirty eight episodes spectacular. Yeah. So. I, I have like, a weird. I li- well, I like bits of this, but also I don't. Yeah. What do you guys think? This is like this is a weird thing for me where there's a bunch, there's a few episodes like this that I I have a soft spot for, even if I wouldn't say they're my favorites. I have a there's something there's just something about them I really really like. I like this idea of like them having like The Simpsons as a TV show within a TV show, if mm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, like I like when they did this with the um with the spin-off showcase and they did the Behind the Laughter uh, documentary as well. I love well. Behind the Laughter. Yeah. And I love the... Sp- I, actually, well, this is a lot better than... This is a lot better than the other two clip shows, which just weren't yeah. very good. At least they tried to do something different here. Yeah, See, that's, the, it's, it's weird because this isn't really a clip show because it's all new new stuff. New stuff, yeah, exactly. Kazu's Films React chimed in here with What the Flip. What did we say? <laughs> How did we upset you? Let, let us know what you what, yeah. you what you think. The um, like the one it, the overall, I think the episode has like it's nice seeing some outtakes. It's annoying that some of those outtakes are now in my head as being part of the actual episodes. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, like the especially the one with Lionel Hutz going, "Well, we lost," <laughs> and we're like, "No, we won." Okay, that's okay. The box is empty, and <laughs> like um, now, like for me, that's always like I'm always going like. Oh yeah, that's a deleted a deleted scene. That's not even in the thing. That's a bit shit. Um, My favorite one is the robotic Richardson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, shake absolutely. your bit. Yeah, so good, so good, so great. Oh, um, he's not ang- oh, he's not angry. He's exotic. Oh, fair enough. Okay. Um. Yeah, there was the. Hang on. There was oh, also excited. like them doing. Okay. Yeah, there was also the. Um, there was also the. Um, uh, the alternate takes for who had shot Mr. Burns, even with the fake Wayland Smithers bit. Who is it that, that has the little machine gun? Is that a poo? I, uh, I, th- I thought it was Mo. Oh, it's one of, that, that was just like, I wish that was actually, yeah. Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also love the little ad break where Troy McClure goes off to the side of the set and starts immediately lighting up a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> they, they get, this season, and it comes back later on in the episode, okay, but they do really give uh, Troy McClure a lot of screen time this season. They do. They, yeah. this, is oh, like, this one and the next season has the most Troy McClure, which is not a bad thing because I think he dies around season nine. Yeah. So, you know, enjoy him while he's there, guys. It's uh, it's kind of sad. But no, it's not kind of extremely sad. Um, yeah. But you know it just is what it is I suppose um, okay moving on here um, and thanks for sticking with us there cause dude films reacts uh, we appreciate it marriage be not proud I forget this one is here I always think this is one is way earlier because it feels like an earlier episode of Simpsons mm. Mm. Um, not one of my favourite ones growing up but I started to appreciate it more and more 
That's so cool. Yeah, I, I think it's also like that the the really good jokes in this shine through. Yeah. They have like real staying power, like uh, Millhouse entering his name. <laughs> like, yeah, Trillhouse, Trillho. Yeah. <laughs> Trillho. Yeah. This is the greatest game I've ever seen on the, on the start yeah. screen. Bone Storm is yeah. just, you know, fantastic. I, I, I look, you know, this is really of its time because this came out in 1995, so Mortal Kombat was all the thing all the time. Mm. And it really does kind of capture that feel like your man is literally Liu Kang, like, and mm. then the two people fighting are Goro clones so it's, it's, a, it's a bit of fun I think this is uh, Simpsons using pop culture to um, in the right way right to kind of say something about the way things are going mm. but um, yeah I think there's it also has that um, it also has that like insa- like insanely spoiled kid yes. who's like I'm gonna I'm gonna live a, spend time with one of my dads and you're he like, comes oh back though he, he's in this and in the next season a lot yeah. yeah, yeah, he's in it a lot. Yeah, it's weird, like because I've never seen him again. No, he's like a two-season uh, background character, yeah. and then never seen nor heard of again. He didn't hit. He didn't hit the numbers in the popularity polls. I don't know what no. to tell you. <laughs> no, he he wasn't like Roy. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, Tim Homer is next. Yeah, great episode. So good. Very very good. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Like, just again, we brought it up. We brought it up it six times on this show, but there we go. There's the home wreckers. <laughs> oh, hold on. So we're after getting a question here. Uh, why aren't we wearing masks on the stream? Because we're inside. Yes. yes. I'm in my house. Yes, we don't need to yep. wear masks inside. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I can. I, hear us, so I'm yeah. in a room by myself. Yeah, me too. So uh, yeah. it's, I I paid for this microphone. I can lick it if I want to. Yeah. yeah. So so thanks for the concern. Um, yeah. <laughs> But Team Homer is one of the quintessential Simpsons episodes, right? It's like uh, the jokes in this are really, really good from start to finish. What is your favorite point in this episode? Oh, um, oh, you know what? I think it's probably when when Otto finally gets that Harvard diploma. <laughs> you know, when I was younger, the I crawfish to, whistle. I used, I used to think that you could actually get stuff like yeah. that, and then when I found out you couldn't. Very disappointed. <laughs> no, for me it's uh it's when Homer's telling Marge about it and and you know I made the chant and yeah. then Otto rolled the pole and, and then Marge is like, Wow, yeah. I can't believe Otto rolled the rolled, uh, rolled, rolled he, got, he got he got a seven ten split. That's the hardest that, shot in seven ten split. <laughs> yeah, well, but you're not understanding. It's a team effort and I was the one who made this chant. <laughs> I love at the end I love at the end of it where they're uh, well one the team names are great, the home records. Mm. The Holy Rollers and stuff like that. What was the what were the cops the, called again? Uh, um, I can't remember. Uh, remember. <laughs> That's a great snake one with actually where he's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> and just escapes. <laughs> um, so good. Yeah. Uh, yep. So what I'd say is with this, it's just one of those you know must watch episodes. You really have mm. to just check it out. Like speaking of uh, must watch episodes. Two bad yes. neighbors. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so uh, good. One of the best, like, uh, one of the best ca- uh, guest uh, guest character episodes they've done. Um, it, it's one that you know when you kind of well has the best start ever, mm. where it's in the, they're doing the hey big spender, you know, it's, yeah. it's fantastic. And I forget that's there. So every time it shows up, mm. I absolutely just love it. It's so funny. Yeah. The Ayatollah joke <laughs> hit way harder than I thought it was going to. I, I, have... I had no idea what an Ayatollah was when I was 10. Well, that's oh. true. 
yeah. it, it's all the time <laughs> and it's like when you think about it what this was 1996 yeah like that stuff was like what five years so it would have been in the culture of zeitgeist but by the time we mm. were watching it it was like 10 15 years away mm. um what i'll say is uh in the chat we did a whole thing on a poo so check out the rest of our videos where we break it down i think we did two shows ago mm. so check it out there was the um as well as that with i love the i love the way the skinner is going like well what's this it's like oh this is a motorized uh it's a motorized tie rack like oh it's a bit loud and she's like okay well if you you can just take out the motor it's like but then they're just they're just uh, static and they don't have any motion at all it's really difficult and, to get the tires in the back but then he buys and, it and comes back and gets the motor it's and he gets fantastic. the motor separate it's so good um, like oh man it's such a good episode but I, yeah uh, no all like the bush section just uh I love yeah. it a bit. Just real de- like Dennis the Menace. Dennis yeah. the Menace bars. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And not American Dennis the Menace, like British Dennis the Menace. Sorry, not British Dennis the Menace, the American Dennis the Menace. Mm. Yeah. Which, believe it or not, that's a story in and of itself, but they were created yeah. at the exact same time. Yeah, they were published on the same date. It's weird. It, it, that's, uh-huh. that's why they exist. They're yeah. completely like. Yeah, it's a weird story. We'll actually might do a yeah. special on that at some point. It's like, it's yeah, it's like what's that there's like a, a form of dissonance where that can be caused i remember uh here uh, reading about it before but basically like it's like the height of parallel thinking yeah where you know but well it's kind of the same time that like um the raid and judge dread came out and yeah. they were made at like the same time we were talking but, about it earlier yeah, but it's, it's like it's like uh, armageddon and deep impact mm-hmm. having basically the same plot releasing in the same year it's like that cultural zeitgeist thing you know where yeah. you know it was for example what what 2005 to like 2010 all the music videos and wearing warehouses and guys tied the chairs yep and they were all all made at the same time so i don't know it was just weird uh guys we're getting we're getting to the end of the show i think so we have another... yeah we're 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 only about halfway through this season, yeah so we, only ha- we, we only have another 15 minutes so we are going to have to call this at some point because there's a lot to get through so do yeah. stick this with is us. a lot even by like these kind of 20 like this is a lot it's a 25 episode season it is long by the standards exactly yeah. so we, we you know whatever we don't get to we'll wrap up and we'll, we'll finish uh, we'll finish after that but the next episode the next episode is scenes from the class struggle in Springfield one of the best most cutting episodes yeah. of the Simpsons because it really it doesn't it really tackles what I think is important an important issue still in society which is that kind of classist thing until watching it in this season I don't think I've ever seen this one before really oh, really this one was yeah. all the time yeah. I do, I have no memory of this when I watched it because like I just it did not register for me when I rewatched it. Yeah. It's well, great. It's great. Yeah. Like I, it, I, I remember it's the first time since we started this whole thing where I've watched an episode and I'm like, I I do not remember this at all. Weird. Mm. I remember seeing like I I remember seeing it and not really liking it that much. And then rewatching it was like, Wow, this is a lot more biting yeah. than I remember it being. Like, yeah, like, no. Was, like, like as kids, the idea of class struggles doesn't yeah. You don't, it doesn't register to you. Yeah. Well, that's because the majority of the people watching The Simpsons would you would either relate or be in the same sphere as The Simpsons, who would be upper mm. upper middle class. Mm. So when you're seeing like the super rich as they live, it's a whole new way. Because the only super rich person you really see in The Simpsons is Mr. Burns. Mm. So unequivocally evil. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you're kind of seeing how how you know people who aren't evil but they're just kind of that detachment is what yeah. I think is, is the best is the best thing about like where your woman can't even make soup like she has the whole place on fire and stuff like that <laughs> it's a brilliant I order my steaks from Vermont 
And yeah. Like, what are you talking about? You know, yeah. I, I absolutely love uh, seeing Lisa have to struggle with the uh, with the idea of going that like she understands that like uh, there's a lot of classism surrounded by, but it also has horses. Yeah. And she cannot. She, she can't seem to. She can't handle have like uh, hating and loving the place simultaneously. Yeah. It's they just uh, the the one with the the short black hair. It's as if oh. they just pulled. I'm completely blanking mm. on the names, but just the 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 secondary, the one Nick dates in the Great Gatsby, just out of the page and just mm. puts it into a Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Daisy. I cannot remember her name. It's. Totally not- spent two years studying this, it's gone. <laughs> and look, I think that's what they were trying to do. They were really trying to build up this this uh, archetype. Because the thing the Simpsons do, and we've said this many times, is they will take shorthand. Mm. And if there's already those archetypal characters in fiction that they can just use, that's what they're going for. Like, it, But this is like one of the least lazy, which is why this is so good. They could have just went and betrayed these, them all as like evil sociopaths and whatever. They don't. Like, you're one in the who wants Marge to join, actually wants her to join. She's actually her friend. But yeah. and at the end of it, they actually wanted to welcome in. So that's, I, well, that's kind of the twist. Yeah, what I like about it is, it's like, yeah, okay, so the whole time it's like, okay, these people are you know bad but then you realise no you were judging them just as much as you perceived them to judge you yeah. and I think that's a really important message because this is still something that resonates today as I said you know classism is still a thing and being able to see both sides how your side live as it were uh, is important so mm. you know it's absolutely just, it's really but good it, like, yeah. it's uh yeah I, I think it's one of those ones where it's like it's definitely aged better yeah. over time definitely. Um, for sure definitely like uh, which I'm not that wouldn't be so confident about saying that about Bart the Fink. Bart, uh, well, listen, Bart the Fink is important because, ladies and gentlemen, taxation is theft. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Okay, Ron Swanson. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I like I, there's bit there's bits in it that have like I thought th- this whole setup is good. The middle part is good. The end of it's kind of lame. But I really mm. like the whole kind of clip show where they go through his life, and I love the auction. The auction is mm. phenomenal. But I agree, <laughs> selling his mountains and mountain support auction for fifty cents. Was sold for a buck. <laughs> <laughs> oh my pornography! <laughs> oh, yeah. I no. actually know. I, like, I, this is actually I love this episode from back to front. That's fair. Yeah. that's fair. That's like a, uh, just yeah, like even yeah. Oh God. The, the little dancing crusty one, well, yes. Herman. I'll be dancing forever. <laughs> <laughs> Not a quarter. No. So look, guys, uh, we are, we are going to wrap it there. Uh, the next episode is Lisa the Iconoclast, which is mm. super fun. That one I really like, but we will have to get into that next week here on the show. Thanks for everyone who joined us live. Guys, before we get out of here, is there anything you want to plug, Bryn? Yo, so uh, Tech Takeover is coming. I'm, uh, I've got the theme finished finally. I heard it. Really and, I heard the theme. And I'm trying to work on logos. I've made a few. I hate all of them. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's gonna just uh, take another. I'm gonna try and get uh, the logo done, and then I'll have a pilot ready to release, probably two weeks from now. But I'll keep you posted on that next week. Excellent. So. And Kev. You have a show coming uh, up this week. Yes. Uh, next week. No, couple of weeks. <laughs> Recording this Recording week. Recording this anyway, week, Anyway, new episode of Anime Crash Course is in the works. Uh, I just finished 
this week's this month's episode is going to be on the promised neverland nice kind of suspense thriller show fantastic i finished watching it today it's brilliant uh the episode should go out on the bank holiday monday who's going to be on it oh uh that's a good question <laughs> so, uh, no uh it should it's 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 looking like it's gonna be myself key and uh lisa and keith great okay cool yeah like i, I have to say i look any shows that you guys have done together i really enjoyed so if you haven't checked it out do um i you know personally as someone who thought they were an anime fan until they met real anime fans it's like well okay, it's a whole new world so uh, oh god they're speaking a different language and it's not even Japanese I honestly I never forget the experience where I'm like I always thought I knew what anime was and then I met my friend Carrie and she I was like oh well oh yeah you know all the anime in the world and then you start going to conventions and stuff and you're like okay yeah I still remember the first time I went to Articon where I went oh I really I know my anime and I went I know five costumes. I've watched Digimon question mark, question mark, question mark. mark. Yeah, like that's it. You know, it's one of those things where, you know, that's what I love about um, nerd culture in general. Actually, you know, even with cons, it's one thing I started to miss this week, that atmosphere, because Jenny Nicholson did a video. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where she's like, I'm not a brony, you know, but... Uh, but it hits into the con scene. It does. The way she describes it, I'm like, well, yeah, that's actually very much what like Comic Cons are like and stuff like that. It's mm. it's really good for anyone who well Jenny Nixon's fantastic, but um anyone who kind of misses cons, watch it and you'll be like, Oh yeah, you know. But we're getting there, uh we're getting back. We there's apparently another con happening online, so you know, we keep you updated with that. Um but we don't know what's going on yet. You know, if you want to book us for panels, let us know. Uh we're able to but thank you for everyone who joined us live in the chat of course and also if you're listening on phoenix 92.5 fm thank you so much remember you can email us nerd to know media at gmail.com you like our facebook we're on spotify twitter all that good stuff and of course we're live every single wednesday 9 p.m uh greenwich main time and we will talk to you next week guys bye bye, bye. see you later